goodness, thanks to God, this is Pastor Monty Lester, the senior pastor of the Cedar Grove Church, located right here in beautiful Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And once again, we welcome you into our cyber sanctuary, where the word of the Lord is getting ready to go forth. I want to say this. I thank God for right now, for all the things that he has done and all the things he continues to do in the life of the believer. I'm grateful today. Grateful to God for all of you that have continued to tune in Sunday after Sunday after Sunday uh, to hear from heaven. And if there was ever a time that we needed to hear from heaven, the time is now. So we thank God for each and every one of you. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family. We pray God's blessings upon the works of your hands, the desires of your heart. We pray God's blessings upon you. I also want to say thank you to all of you that have continued to sow your time, your talent, and your treasure into God's kingdom, both here at the Cedar Grove Church as well as the kingdom at large. Um, thank you for all of those who have faithfully paid their tithes. I know you're not coming to the church in the traditional sense. However, we understand the blessing that comes upon the household of those that would trust God in the areas of tithes and offering. Malachi told us in Malachi chapter 3, hallelujah, that God would rebuke the devourer for your sakes when you bring the tithes into the storehouse. Uh, you talk about having meat in your house, but I want to emphasize that, rebuking the devourer. Because there were, if there was ever a time when we need the devourer, the hand of the devil, uh, the hand of the enemy, rebuked, held back. The time is now when we're suffering. Many are suffering from sicknesses, sadness, and, and so many other things. Hallelujah. We understand because of your faithfulness, God continues to hold back dangers. Hallelujah. He continues to protect your house. So we're grateful to God for you. We continue to thank God's blessings upon you. And then again, if you haven't been, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Hallelujah. Uh, because uh, in this time, we need the hand of God to do some things that medicine can't do, that our connections can't do, that our cloud can't do, but our Christ can do. So we want to encourage you. We want to applaud you to continue to do that. And whatever you are and wherever you are, continue to worship. Continue to look out for uh, the people in our community, in our communities. Uh, continue to be the hands and feet of Christ. We are salt and light. We're the salt of the earth, uh, the light of the world. And I just believe God is challenging us during this season to, to be just that. So, again, we applaud you. We encourage you to continue to do that. And we're grateful to God. Last and definitely not least, I'm grateful to God for our phenomenal praise team. Oh, my God. Didn't they worship today? Uh, didn't they worship today? I, I know you feel better already just because of how the Spirit of the Lord has come into your home. You know you can try this at home. Amen. You can come into the house of the Lord. Yes. And if you open up the Holy Spirit, he will come in. He will minister to you. He will meet you in your place of need. So we encourage you, hallelujah, to continue to seek the Lord while he may be found. Continue to engage in worship and watch what he will continue to do in your life. Now, there is a word from heaven that I would love to share with you today. I want to call your attention to the book of 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 33, verses 1 through 13. 2 Chronicles chapter 33, verses 1 through, thir 1 through 13. Hallelujah. As you, uh, those of you that were with us last week, we understand that we started a sermon series last week. Yes, Lord, where we, uh, uh, a sermon series is called Heal the Land. Heal the land. It was actually based on 2 Chronicles 7, verses 13 through 14, where the Spirit of the Lord says, When I shut up the heavens, and there be no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. Verse 14, that famous and phenomenal verse says, If my people, 
who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal the land. Yes, Lord. So we're going to continue in that Heal the Land series, but we're going to continue uh, this Sunday coming from the book of 2 Chronicles, again, the 33rd chapter, verses 1 through 13. 2 Chronicles chapter 33, verses 1 through 13. And when you have it, you can shout to your neighbor on the couch, tell them, I got it. Hallelujah. And for the benefit of brevity, although the focus and foundation will be the entire 33rd chapter, I just want to lift up two verses right there between uh, verses 1 through 13. Two verses. Hallelujah. I want to lift up verses 12 and 13. 12 and 13. And I'm sharing from the New King James translation today. Uh, 2 Chronicles 33, verse number 12, where the word of God says, Now when he was in affliction, he implored the Lord, his God, and humbled himself greatly before the God of his father. And he prayed to him and received his entreaty, heard his supplication, and brought back to Jerusalem unto his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Amen. That the Lord was God. Amen. Today, the Lord and I want to minister from the subject, will humble themselves and pray. Hallelujah. Will humble themselves and pray. I'm going to make that plain in just a second. Let us bow for a word of prayer. Uh, precious Lord, we praise you. This is the day that you have made, and as always, Lord, we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for every provision that you put in place to allow this moment in time to take place. Lord God, we thank you for every minute, every moment of preparation, oh God. Lord God, we thank you for the anointing and the gift of your Holy Spirit. And now we invite you in to come and be the final editor of this message. Take out what needs to be taken out. Put in what needs to be put in. Take me, your servant, hide me behind your cross. Let no flesh be seen, but let your word be glorified. I'm going to say thank you now because you are faithful. Have your way in our homes and in this place. Is in the marvelous, matchless, and mighty name of Jesus, who is the Messiah. We ask this prayer. In his name we do pray. Amen. 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 Will humble themselves and pray. Hallelujah. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord says this. When I shut up the heavens, and there be no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. He goes on to say this famous and phenomenal 14th verse, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray yeah. and seek yeah, my face uh, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Amen. This is uh, in this second part. Second Chronicles chapter 7. This is a conversation uh, between Christ, uh, between God, excuse me, and between uh, Solomon, King Solomon, hallelujah, where God has given him promises as well as precautions, uh, not only for him, but for God's people as well. At that time, he was telling them about plagues as well as promises, but he was letting them know the power of prayer. He said, if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven 
and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal the land. And if there was ever a time that we need our land healed, I believe it's in 2020. Amen. It's in 2020. Hallelujah. Because in 2020, we've been talking, we've been facing on a daily basis uh, this, this pandemic, this plague that has hit our land. And what we've noticed in many of our homes is now this plague and pandemic has become personal. Hallelujah. It's not just something that we hear on TV. Hallelujah. Many of us know names, people, uh, person, uh, people and faces that have been impacted by this plague. It has become personal. As a matter of fact, the impact is showing up in paychecks ending. Mm. Uh, plans for educating our children uh, that are concerned. Hallelujah. Uh, not only paychecks and plans, but also pain from illness uh, that has now extended to our inner circle. Hallelujah. But what I love about the Word of God, God, even in the midst of whatever is going on, uh, He gives us precautions before we go into certain situations. And in the midst of those precautions, He also gives us promises, again, that if my people uh, who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, yeah, I will forgive their sins and I will heal the land, hallelujah. Does anybody know that God still hears the prayers of humble? I mean, God still hears humble prayers, hallelujah. God hears humble prayers. And what I love about the Lord, hallelujah, is that he's always, uh, the Bible tells us time after time how God hears and how God interacts and how he loves uh, those of us that are humble. And that's what we're talking about today, humbling ourselves and praying. Uh, uh, there is a difference between humility and pride. But the Bible speaks on it time after time. James put it this way, James 4 and 6. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God always speaks about how he loves humility, but he resists pride. Uh, Solomon put it this way in Proverbs 16, verse 18. He said, pride goes, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Solomon goes on in Proverbs 11 and 2. It says, when pride comes, then comes shame, but with the humble is wisdom. God loves humble, humility, and God hears the humble prayers. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, he promised that he would hear the prayers of the humble. Somebody remembers uh, Hezekiah in 2 Chronicles 32 and 26. When Hezekiah humbled himself uh, for the pride of his heart, he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. God hears the prayers of the humble. Jesus said it this way, Luke 18 and 14. I tell you that this man went down to the house of God justified rather than the other. For anyone who exalts himself, check that out, will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. James picked up on it. He said it this way in James 4 and 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Even Peter, hard-headed Peter, yes, Lord, knife-carrying, cussing, cutting Peter said it this way in 1 Peter chapter 5, uh, verses 5 and 6. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. There's that word. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Verse 6, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And today, 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 in today's text, is an example of how God hears the prayers of the humble. Because in this 33rd chapter of the book of 2 Chronicles, in the verse 12, it says, now when he was in affliction, 
He implored the Lord, his God, and humbled himself. Somebody shout, humble himself. Yes, and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. Hallelujah. And God heard his prayer. Amen. God hears the prayers of the humble. He hears humble prayers. Hallelujah. So today, today, our text is talking about just that, how God hears humble prayers. So in, uh, and let me just back up. Let me go through the text today because in 2 Chronicles, hallelujah, some of you understand 2 Chronicles or the book of Chronicles. It's, uh, the book of Chronicles goes through a list or a chronological listing of the kings of Israel. And some of you know that the kings of Israel, they had some good kings and they had some bad kings. Yes, for the history of the book of Chronicles. Yes, uh, good kings. Some of you remember the good kings. You know King David. Yes, Lord. And after he replaced King Saul, David was one that was a man after God's own heart. He was a good king. Uh, his son Solomon, yes, Lord, who succeeded him to the throne. Solomon, uh, by most, uh, would be considered a good king. Uh, hallelujah. And not only Solomon, but also Hezekiah, the one that restored worship, the one that had torn down all the idols of his predecessor who had put up. Hezekiah would be considered a good king. But also, what I love about the Bible is that it not only talks about the good kings, it talks about the bad ones as well. Uh, some of you know some of these bad kings. Hallelujah. So who could forget King Ahab and his evil first lady, Jezebel? Lord have mercy. Uh, I believe I can stop right there. Hallelujah. Many of us are familiar with the good kings and the bad kings of Israel. And today, I want to introduce one of the bad boys of the Bible. Amen. Uh, one of the bad boys of the Bible. Today, I want to introduce to some and present to others a king named Manasseh. Amen. He was a bad king that actually turned good. Hallelujah. Uh, he was a bad king that actually turned good. And let me just throw this in for free. Do you know that regardless of how you start, amen, it's not important how you start, but it's important how you finish. Hallelujah. Uh, because all of us had always been in church all of our lives. Amen. All of us didn't always have a, a Bible as big as a ghetto blaster. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, all of us didn't always speak in tongues. All of us were not always in church on Sunday morning. And sometimes even if we were, we were in the club on Saturday night. I wish I had some help today. Amen. Uh, so I believe today, and I'm grateful to God that even though you may start out bad, that you can end up good. So as I introduce to some and present to others, one of the bad boys of the Bible, a uh, king named Manasseh. Hallelujah. And I want to let you know as we introduce him today, first point is that uh, Christianity and carnality is contagious. Mm -hmm. Christianity and carnality is contagious. Uh, in other words, it's catchy. Uh, the way you respond, the uh, way uh, we act, uh, whether it's good or bad, hallelujah, it has a way of impacting others. Let me introduce King Manasseh today, hallelujah. Some of you know him, some of you may not, but he is the only son and successor to King Hezekiah on the throne of Judah. This is the time in the text when uh, Jerusalem, uh, Israel was divided into two kingdoms, hallelujah. And Hezekiah uh, the mighty man of God, the one who is considered to be a good king, who restored worship, uh, the one who uh, uh, believed and loved God with, with all of his heart, Hezekiah, had a son who succeeded him to the throne. And Hezekiah was a phenomenal king, hallelujah. But Manasseh, when he started out, he was not so good. As a matter of fact, he became king at the age of 12 years old. Uh, you can see it in your Bible in 2 Kings chapter 21, verse number 1. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And he reigned for 55 years, Manasseh. 
He reigned for 55 years, but not much is known about the reign of Manasseh, hallelujah. But, but one thing that we do know is that he fell early under the influence of a heathen uh, circle. Mm. Uh, do you understand there are times when, although you were raised in church, uh, although that your mother and your father may have prayed for you from the time that you were an infant, uh, there are times that we can hook up with some heathens. Uh, and hallelujah. And again, uh, your carnality or your Christianity becomes contagious. And as a consequence, this 12-year-old boy, yes, uh, he hooked up with the wrong folk and they influenced him. Hallelujah. And he forgot everything that his father had told him. He didn't walk in the example of his father, Hezekiah. He was an evil king. Somebody shout an evil king. Well, you don't have to take my word for it. Hallelujah. His resume is right here in these first verses of 2 Chronicles 33, you know, verses 1 through 9. It talks about an evil resume. It talked about how he lived a wicked life, number one. Number two, how he followed the detest detestable practices of a worldly nation. Number three, how he rebuilt the high places of pagan worship sites. Number four, he, he constructed altars to Baal and images of Asherah. Hallelujah. Number five, he introduced the Syrian worship of the sun, moon, and the stars. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, he, number six, he actually built altars to the heavenly bodies and placed them in the Lord, temple of the Lord uh, in the very sanctuary. Lord have mercy. Built by God's name. He practiced human sacrifices. Number seven, offering up even his own sons. Yes, Lord, he was an evil king. Uh, uh, number eight, it talks about how he lived in the world of the occult practice sorcery and divination, witchcraft, consulted uh, mediums, and spir uh, spirits, psychics, and all of that stuff. Number nine, talked about how he demonstrated a contempt for God's name and his temple. Number ten, he showed disrespect for God's promise to the forefathers that, that uh, they would always possess the promised land if they obeyed the God's word and his commandments. Number 11, he was a stumbling block that led the people astray. They did even more evil than the heathen nations who were judged and destroyed by God. Hallelujah. Then number 12 in his evil resume, it shows that he and the people ignored the Lord and refused to heed his warnings. Do you know that your Christianity or your carnality is contagious? Yes, Lord. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was so contagious with Manasseh. The Bible says in verse number nine, so, so Manasseh seduced Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to do more evil than the nations uh, the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. In other words, he used his influence. He used his power, his position, and his possessions. Instead of doing good, he used it to do evil. Uh, he was a bad boy of the Bible. And I want to let you know today, hallelujah, that uh, your Christianity or your carnality is contagious, especially for leaders. Can I talk to leaders today? Hallelujah. Uh, uh, if you are in a position of influence, uh, how you conduct yourself has an opportunity to, to influence and can become contagious uh, to others. Yes, we understand their examples because Manasseh is an example himself where there are exceptions. Hallelujah. But for the most part, hallelujah, when you walk upright, right will follow you, as my grandma would say. And as I want to say today that I believe today that holiness, yeah, is still right. Yes, Lord. Yeah. That if you do what's right, as Psalms 1, yes, Lord, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he doth meditate both day and night, and he shall be mm, like a tree that's planted yeah. by the rivers of water, yes, Lord, that bringeth forth his fruit 
in his season, and whatsoever he do it, that's my part right there. Yeah, yeah. whatsoever he do it, yeah, yeah. shall prosper. Yes, Lord, hallelujah, yes, Lord. So I just believe today that your Christianity, as well as your carnality, can be contagious, amen. But even in the midst of that, Captain uh, Manasseh, this bad boy of the Bible, this king, uh, this wicked king that, that did everything that was evil in God's sight, even uh, uh, breaking the first commandment where God says in Exodus 20, thou shalt have no other gods yeah. before me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Because believe it or not, there's some contest where if you're not number one, you don't want to be number two. Right. Somebody knows that. Yes, Lord. How, how many of you want to be the uh, second best husband? I'll wait. I'll hit you. How many of you want to be the second best daddy? Or second best mother. Uh, if you can't be number one, you don't want to be number two. And that's what God says. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And as a consequence, this is what Hezekiah uh, or Manasseh did. He, he uh, uh, was a bad king. He, he not only uh, instituted idolatry or uh, worship of other gods, but he brought it to the church. <laughs> oh, Lord. And if you ever want to get God's attention, <laughs> uh, uh, bring your mess inside the house of the Lord. Uh, I don't know about you. Now, there's some stuff I would do uh, and I have done in other places, but when I get to the house of the Lord, yeah. uh, even if I've been messing up all week long, now, I try to get it right. Hallelujah. Even if I have uh, messed up all week and all uh, month long, yes, Lord, when I enter into the house of the Lord, yes, Lord, I, I try to humble myself before him and say, Lord, have mercy yeah. on me. Hallelujah. So he uh, was in that situation. Yes, Lord. Uh, but even in the midst of that, because he was so bad, because he had done so much. Amen. I want to talk about number two, uh, the chastening and the mercy of God. Mm, the chastening and the mercy of God. Do you understand there are certain situations that God has to handle himself? Oh, my God. Uh, and this is God's response to evil and pride. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles, uh, uh, verse, uh, chapter 33, I'm in verses 10 and 11. And the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they would not listen. Oh, Lord. Verse 11. Therefore, the Lord brought upon them the captains of the army of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh with hooks bound him with fat, bronze feathers and carried him off to Babylon. Yes, Lord, uh, Babylon. In other words, this is one of the times when the children of Israel were carried into Babylonian captivity. And it was because of how evil uh, um, Manasseh had been and his reign. Do you understand that whenever you act up real bad, uh, there are times that God has to handle it and I don't tell you, just like my mama told me, God had made anything that he can't handle. <laughs> I thought I'd have two or three more witnesses right there. Yes, Lord. God hasn't made anything that he can't handle. And what I've learned is that uh, if precautions don't make you act right, uh, uh, that punishments will. Mm. Uh, if, if promises and precautions don't make you act right, then punishments will. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't have to take my word for it. Ask Pharaoh. Uh, because uh, God had told Pharaoh time after time after time that he was going to let God's people go. Hallelujah. But even though he had power, position, and possession, amen, God, who is the Prince of Peace, he stepped in and let Pharaoh, even Pharaoh, know, yes, Lord, that I have to handle certain things. So as we talk about the chastening and the mercy of God, amen, 
uh, uh, when I was preparing for the sermon, the Lord brought back to my spirit a conversation that my grandmother used to have. Uh, does anybody have a good and saved grandma? Yes, Lord, who, uh, who, who loved you enough uh, that every now and then she had to get you herself. I'm not talking about abuse or anything like that, but she was just happy, you know, what happened, she threatened you all summer long, because it took grandma a long time to get you. You had to really show out. Uh, as a matter of fact, she cut one of those switches and put it on the top of the refrigerator for the summer. Yes, Lord, hallelujah. And then she'd work out one kid at the beginning of the summer and get her another one, hallelujah. And all you had to do is look at that switch for the rest of the summer. <laughs> and everybody else would act right, hallelujah, yes, Lord. But just like a good parent, hallelujah, uh, uh, that would discipline the kid, not abuse or not beat them half to death, hallelujah. Whenever uh, they would have to chastise you, whenever the grandmama would have to get you, uh, she'd say something crazy to me like this. You know, I'm doing this because I love you. I'm like, oh, Lord, wait a minute, hold on. Uh, and, and in my younger days, I didn't quite understand that, hallelujah. She said, I'm doing this because I love you. Uh, do you understand that uh, there are times when God would do just like Grandma uh, uh, would do some things uh, that would chastise his children, uh, not as uh, uh, not because he's a, an abusive father, but because he's a good good father, and that we're loved by him. As a matter of fact, you don't have to take my word for it. Look at Hebrews twelve verses six through eight in your Bible. The Bible said, "For whom the Lord loves, He chastens and scourges every son He receives." Uh, and if you are enduring chastening, God deals with you as a son. For what son is there whom the father does not chasten? Verse 8. But if you are without chastening, uh, of which you have become partakers, then you are illegitimate. I like the way the New King James says that. Illegitimate and not sons. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm a son of God. Yeah. Amen. I'm glad that he loves me enough that he doesn't let me do everything that my mind thinks of. Hallelujah. I'm glad that there are times when he would get my attention. Yes, Lord. And, and he will allow certain things to come upon us. Hallelujah. Just to get your attention. And that's where the children of Israel were. Because, again, Manasseh, this evil king, he had done so much. Hallelujah. He had disrespected God so much that God said, you know what? I need to get your attention. Hallelujah. So here we are, and the Bible goes on and says, you know what, because he was so evil, because he didn't listen, hallelujah, the Bible says that the Lord therefore brought upon him, verse 11, the captains of the Assyrian the army of the king of Assyria and took Manasseh with hooks. Uh, some theologians and scholars believe they put hooks in his nose and bound him with bronze fetters, uh, similar to Samson, and, and carried him off to Babylon. Uh, and as I look around, as I was speaking to the Lord, and he was talking back to me, I'm wondering today, as we look at the plagues that we're experiencing, when I look at the things that have attacked our nation, uh, when I see that numbers up for the virus are going down in some places that tend to be escalating in our land, hallelujah, I'm wondering today, hallelujah, is God chastening us, hallelujah, uh, is God chastising us? Uh, is he allowing this because he wants to get our attention? Hallelujah. But I got good news today. Amen. 
that even in the midst of that situation, hallelujah, I, I want to let you know today that there's power in repentance. Yes, yeah. Lord. Uh, there is power, yes, Lord, last point, of repentance. Amen. Uh, uh, and the importance and the power of humble prayers. Uh, because Solomon said it this way, Lord, God told Solomon in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 that if my people, yeah. let's talk about us, yeah, the, the body of Christ, uh, those that are part and covenant with him, not just the children of Israel, but if my people, uh, who are called by my name will, will humble themselves uh, and pray, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Hallelujah. Does anybody know there's power in prayer? There's power in humble prayers. Hallelujah. If my people will humble themselves. Uh, do you understand that repentance is God's tender spot? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Yes, Lord. That's God's tender spot. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, whenever we repent and turn back to God and, and humble ourselves before him, regardless of what we've done, hallelujah, yes, Lord, that, that has attention to, to turn everything around. Yes, he promised that he would heal the land. As a matter of fact, the Bible, don't take my word for it, this is what happened to Manasseh. Even in his evil, all the things that he had done. Yes, Lord, in 2 Chronicles 33, verses 12 through 13, it says, when he was in his affliction, yeah. oh my God, uh, he implored the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly yeah, uh, before the God of his father. And, and he prayed to him, oh uh, Lord have mercy. Uh, uh, he started praying. And, and I don't know about you, but I've been some places, yes Lord, that I wasn't supposed to be. I, I've done some things that I wasn't supposed to do. Hallelujah. And, and I told the Lord, Lord, if you get me out this time, uh, Lord have mercy. I don't think I'm the only one, but Lord, if you get me out this time, uh, uh, Lord, if I, if I can make it home safely this time, uh, uh, Lord, if I don't get arrested this time, I, I I wish I had some help today. Lord, I'm going to do what you call me to do. I'm going to go where you want me to go and say what you want me to say. Uh, he humbled himself in his affliction. He implored his Lord and his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his father. And guess what God did? Guess what? He entreated him and heard his supplication and brought him back to Jerusalem, his kingdom. Amen. In other words, God is a restoring God. Uh, let me say that again. God is a God of restoration. Amen. Uh, that as soon as we turn around, hallelujah, uh, God has a way, uh, uh, it touches God's tender spot. And God begins to hear our cry. Yes, Lord. And, and even regardless of how long we've been bad, uh, God hears our prayers. Let me just make this plain. Hallelujah. Because some of you, you know what, uh, uh, that may not resonate to you. Because you understand your response. <laughs> Uh, when somebody has been that wicked to you. Uh, can you think about the most wicked person you know? Uh, and even the most wicked times that you've been through and how they have mistreated you. And then you see God take them through a situation or they find themselves in a situation where hardship has come to their house. And some of us, if our flesh is really not crucified real good, you know what? You'll be like, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, go get them, God. Yes, Lord, I, I've been waiting for this day. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, some of you have been praying, God, get them. Yes, Lord. Because if you don't get them, I'm going to have to. Amen. As a matter of fact, some of your enemies ought to be glad you good and saved now. Hallelujah. Because before you make Christ up, if they would have done what they've done to you this year, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. You'd be like Peter. They'd be picking up their ear off the ground. Anybody glad they're good and saved right now? And I just understand that there are times 
when you are amen. That, that we may not be so crucified. Hallelujah. Our human flesh and our feelings uh, will rise up and we don't want to forgive. But, but what I love about God, <laughs> that even after we've been cheating on him, uh, even after he, uh, uh, even in a situation where they practice our doctrine, yes, Lord, even in that situation where uh, he had done everything that he was big enough and bad enough to do, the Bible says that he prayed to him, uh, hallelujah, and what I love about God is God entreated him and, and heard his supplication, and he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. In other words, God restored him back to where he was. Uh, I don't know how long it took, uh, as a matter of fact, the Bible doesn't say, but, but all I know is that God is in the business of turning it around. Does anybody know the God we serve can turn your situation around? Yes, Lord. As a matter of fact, some of you have got to the point because you pray so much, uh, you humble yourself, uh, you pass that pride test, and God don't have to pray about humbling you no more. And God is so you so humble, and, and you pray to God so often that every time uh, you turn around, you understand that God keeps on blessing you. Yes, Lord. I don't think I'm the only one. Somebody knows that every time you turn around, God keeps on blessing you. Yes, Lord. He brings his fruit in his season. Yes, Lord. He continues to let blessings overtake you time after time after time. Deuteronomy 28 put this way. We're blessed in the city. Yeah. We're blessed in the field. Uh, we're blessed when we come. Uh, we're blessed when we go. And it's because we know how to call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm glad today uh, that he hears the prayer of the humble. Uh, because some people have been into some situations. Yeah. You may be addicted to drugs or alcohol. But, but even you can stumble to the altar and say, Lord, it's me. Standing in the need of the prayer. Uh, God will hear yeah, and he will answer. Hallelujah. The psalmist said it this way in Psalm 34, 18. Uh, the Lord is not to them that are broken heart. And he saves such as with a contrite spirit. Uh, he will hear, yeah, and he will answer prayer. David put it this way in Psalm 51 and 17. Uh, the sacrifices of the Lord uh, are a broken spirit, hallelujah, and a contrite heart, uh, and that he will not despise. Hallelujah. Do you understand that God will? And he, he will hear, and he will answer prayer. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful to God uh, that he is a merciful God. I'm grateful to God that we have brand new mercies that are available to us every day. Hallelujah. I'm glad that he hadn't dealt with us according to our sins. That even in the midst of it, even in the midst of all the wickedness that we may have done individually or collectively, the God I serve, if he gives us one more day, we have one more opportunity to get right today whatever we didn't get right yesterday. And I'm thankful to God today that that he doesn't treat us like some of our enemies would treat us. Because they make us jump through hoops. They say, you got to do this, that, and the other. They got their own list of 10 things that we've done. But even for an evil, wicked king like Manasseh, who did everything that he was big enough and bad enough to do, and he even did it in the church, in the house of God. Yes, Lord, the, the place that Solomon had that God had promised Solomon, yes, Lord, that his promise and his favor and his protection uh, would always remain if they kept those commandments. But as you understand that this whole book of Proverbs, it talks about these kings that some were good, some were bad. Some had did right and honorable things in the eyes of the Lord. And just like Manasseh, some were just as evil as they could be. But I'm grateful to God that God is a God of another chance. 
Oh yeah. Lord, hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to say that again. And he is a God of another chance. That's not a God of a second chance because some of us have had chance number two a long time ago. Uh, but, but if God still has breath going in and out of your lungs, and I don't know about you, but I'm a preacher of that simple blessing today. If, if he still has blood that's flowing through uh, your veins, guess what? God has given you another chance to get right today some things that you may have missed on yesterday. To get right today, hallelujah, some opportunities you may have missed on yesterday. And what about love of our God is that not only does uh, he hear that prayer, but God is in the restoration business. Because some of you read the rest of the chapter, uh, because of God's uh, incomprehensible mercy, the Lord was moved by Manasseh's prayer. He had him released and returned to Jerusalem Hallelujah. And because Manasseh was so grateful, yes, Lord, the stuff that he used to do, yeah, he, he got in a hurry in serving his God. He started repairing. He started not only to repent, but he started repairing and rebuilding some things. Yes, Lord, he, he built a, a wall around Jerusalem to strengthen their defenses. Yes, Lord. And, and he even put military officers. In other words, he started restoring some things himself. I thank God. That's the evidence of a great heart right there. Amen. That's evidence of a grateful heart, yes, Lord. Because when you think of the goodness of Jesus, yeah, and all that He's done for you, yeah, uh, you have trouble keeping it to yourself. Your soul cries out, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, and you thank God for another chance. Uh, it, it, it had you have trouble keeping your seat, Hallelujah. But there's power. I want to let you know that there's power in in humble prayers. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. And pray. Yes, Lord. If you humble yourself and pray, seek his face, not just his hand, but turn from your wicked ways. God promised that then when I hear from him, yes. uh, he will forgive our sin. Yes. And he will heal our land. And I just believe somebody's land needs healing today. I believe somebody's land needs healing today. Yes, Lord. You know, again, this pandemic is not just something that you've heard on TV. It's become personal. Uh, it's come to your house when you have specific things and specific faces that have been impacted one way or another, either by the pain of the illness, pain checks being cut, or even just uh, the problem of how we're going to educate our children. Are we many of wrestling even today? Are we going to do distance learning? Are we going to take them to school? Uh, what about free lunch? You know, there are a number of things, a number of things that have, we've been impacted. But what I love about the Lord is that his tender spot. Yes, if, if you can call upon him, if he gives you one more chance, yeah. that's another opportunity to call upon the name of the Lord. And he will hear the prayers. If you will humble myself and pray. Uh, he did it for Manasseh. He did it for the prodigal son. He even did it for Peter because the Bible says that, that they were in prayer. The church prayed for Peter even when he was locked up. And God heard him. So if he did it for Peter, if he did it for the prodigal son, guess what? He'll do it for pastors, preachers, and even pupils. He'll do it for you. Hallelujah. He'll do just that. But you got to make a choice today. Are you going to humble yourself? Are you going to say, Lord, I, I have sinned. I've fallen short of your glory. Yes, Lord. Are you going to surrender to him today? And say, Lord, not my will, just like Jesus. But I will be done. Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. 
if you will surrender, guess what? He will hear your prayer. Yes. It's all right if you worship today. Come on, it's right. He's asking for surrender today. Yes, Lord. And there may be somebody who hasn't who hasn't made the steps, the first step to surrender. And that's giving your life to Jesus. If you're hearing this message today, I believe that God is sounding the trumpet. He's allowing us to see so much death and destruction in these days. To let people know that death is reality. Amen. That we're, life is just a vapor. And that death is too certain. Hell is too hard. Eternity is too long. For you to hear this sermon today and not be absolutely sure that if death should meet your doorstep, where you're going to spend eternity. So if you're here today and you're hearing this message and you have not received Christ as your personal Savior, I'm going to pray for you today. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray that you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. And then again, for those that may have already received him as Savior, and for whatever reason you have falling somewhere along the way. You you pick up some other idols here. Your career, your calendar, and other things have come before your walk with Christ. I want to let you know that you can do just like Manasseh. You can call upon the name of the Lord. You can humble yourself before him. And the God I serve, yeah, you'll hear his tender spot. God, he will hear you today. Do we can do that? Hallelujah. Let us pray. Precious Lord, we praise you. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Lord God, we thank you for every person is hearing this message, wherever they may be in the world, Lord God. And I pray right now, Lord God, that they would do just like Vanessa, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Lord, you promised in your word that we will hear from heaven. Yes, Lord, you will forgive our sins and you will heal the land. Heal the land, Lord God. Heal us of our spiritual as well as our physical needs, Lord God. If there's anything that's not you, like you, oh God, we pray just like David did in Psalms 51. Create within us, oh God, a clean heart and renew within us the right spirit, oh God. Lord God, we want a spirit to speak in mind. We want to serve you with balance of our days. And Lord God, because you're so merciful, because you're letting us hear this message today, oh God, we're surrendering it to you. Lord God, your son Jesus died for us, Lord, we want to live for you. We're going to do like Manasseh, oh God. When we turn around, Lord God, we're going to give you the best that we got to give to serve you to the best of our ability, the balance of our days. So if you're hearing this message today, let's go. And you're not saved, I want to let you know that you can be saved today. It's as easy as ABC, except believe and confess. Lord Jesus, I accept the fact that I'm a sinner. Lord God, I believe that Jesus, the Son of God, that died for our sins. And when I make that confession with my mind, and Lord, I receive the gift of salvation that Jesus hung right and died on the cross on Calvary's hill. Cleanse me now. Forgive me now. Renew me now. Restore me now. And if you do that, Lord, because I believe it and I'm convinced, I thank you now that you'll restore me, that you'll renew me, and that you'll make me brand new. And as a consequence, I'm surrendering all. Yes, Lord. We ask it in the marvelous, yes, in the matchless name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, come on, let's worship today. Yes, Lord. Yes. This is your opportunity. It's all right to worship Him. Yes, hallelujah. I surrender.
Yeah.